We're back, baby. We are back. What is up, everybody? What uh, up? Yeah, we took a bit of a hiatus. Even starting this episode is a little bit weird because it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been weird. Uh, life happens, you know, shit happens. Not to say that we haven't still been shooting the shit, talking leftist stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our book club is amazing. Um, and we're currently we're reading a Palestinian book, actually. Yeah. Great book. What's a hundred years more on Palestine? On Palestine, yes. And if you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. I'm not a huge nonfiction guy, but that book's got me hooked, man. Yeah, yeah. It's written really well. And yeah. it's like, I really like the, imagining this kind of like, uh, you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, like Middle East, you know, yeah. where there was like all these still like scholars. I mean, of course, there's still scholars now, but like. Yeah epic libraries with like oh, old stuff sure. and just like <laughs> ancient 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 city like yeah amazing yeah they do a great uh sort of depiction of everything that was ha happened at the time and it's crazy to see where you know the palestine was then and where it is now you know because even even this book i think it uh, tallies up to like the 2017 it's from 1917 to 2017 i believe and even from 2017 to 2023 it's like a huge jump so, you know, yeah. there's so yeah. much that really makes you think of, like, how shitty the situation's been on Dude, for such a Dude, you couldn't even time. talk about this subject in 2017. Like, yeah, no, for sure. 2017, I remember bringing super, it up, and weird. it was just like, people were like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, well, that, all because Actually, of the propaganda. can I shout out, um, the first Palestinian person I met <laughs> okay. was at Mesa College nice. in my uh, Middle Eastern history class, Omar El Kolak. Nice. I think Shout out to Omar. Yeah, he was sick, dude. He sh he showed me all these videos of like, um, you know, Palestinian people like the Israeli settlers like coming in mm -hmm. and cutting down their olive trees that had been oh, in their wow. family for like you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds right. of years, like these ancient olive trees that was like their financial lifeblood, and they yeah. were just like cutting them down and like yeah. bulldozing them and shit, and that was terrible. But yeah, when when did you? Uh, first uh sort of jump on the palestine train yeah get on this subject yeah it's funny because I, I feel like growing up the middle east and when you say the middle east you just all under one label <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean anyone that was muslim pretty much or anyone that looked a certain way right. wore a certain type of clothing right you know they were all sort of painted under a brush of quote-unquote terrorists yeah which sounds horrible to say i completely understand but i think it's good to understand how much we were all under certain propaganda right you know so growing up you see these things on tv and you're like oh my god like 9-11 right so the, they must be the bad guys yeah. and we're definitely the good guys you yeah. know but then as you grow up you start finding out things especially within like mexican culture uh the middle east has a lot of influence as far as like food and culture things like uh pantalones it comes from like an arabic word mm. which to us means pants of course yeah, and i yeah. believe from them uh as well so it's just from that to the trompo in the adobada, yeah, that used to be right, lamb, yeah, right. right? And it now for us is my favorite tacos, man. Like so, like little things like that were dropped on me. And then I remember that uh, it sounds silly, but I read The Alchemist. Then The Alchemist, uh, the main character, spends a lot of time uh, in the Middle East. And then that's we, you know, little things like that. And I read this maybe like in ninth grade. So then little things like that made me think like, oh, there's so much culture over there. You know, and yeah. it sounds again, sound I it's I'm almost embarrassed that I didn't know about it earlier. Yeah. But it is those little sort of grains of sand or whatever 
that amount to a mountain pretty much. Right. And then give you a different perspective to yeah. life. I feel like now with the age of uh, information, especially with like everybody just posting everything. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just the catalyst of it is insane. Right. And in hindsight, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that is fucked up what's happening in Palestine. Yeah. But at the time, I was still thinking like, no, thinking, speaking against Israel is uh, anti-Semitic and you might as well be a Nazi. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's such a that's such a bizarre. Yeah kind of conundrum that Americans are put in it's like so very clear like what and like you know what's the purpose of Israel the purpose of Israel is for Western capitalism to have a toehold in the area and since the beginning you know uh, when uh, you know what is it the Belfour Declaration I I think something like that Um, like it's been war with the neighbors in that area. Yeah, it's 100%. like, you know, constantly expansion, expanding, mm-hmm. getting control of resources, getting control of strategic ports and stuff. Yeah. You know, at war with Egypt, taking out Nasser, like mm-hmm. all these things. Like it's it's the forward operating base for American imperialism into the Middle East. Yeah. And and. Also, I feel like it's good to uh, bring up the fact that when people say, like, you know, the war on Palestine, the war between Israel and Palestine, people assume that it's a mano a mano, like it's a one on one fight that is completely equal, which is bullshit. (laughs) You know, I feel like uh, people miss the fact that, like, Israel's been backed by uh, major first world countries and continues to be backed by places like the U.S., right? So obviously it's an unfair fight, right? You know, this isn't war in the way that you see it on TV, which let's be honest, any war is usually side. One side is stronger than the other. But anyway, I feel like when war gets brought up, it's like, oh, both people, both peoples are suffering and then the winner deserves to win. Yeah, that's not that's not what's happening. at all. It's kind of crazy that like the only wars we've known are like full like. 100 v1 oh yeah wars. like 100 and i just saw that movie napoleon and oh yeah, you know, yeah i've been reading these uh i recommend this series sharp s-h-a-r-p-e it's a book series it's like super super uh colonial <laughs> like <laughs> oh it's about the british army but it goes into detail about like the uh like troops and and you know wagon trains and yeah. stuff like that and the logistics of that kind of war and those guys were like you know, I mean, they, they would get the jump on, like, the French would get the jump on the English or vice versa, and they would be up a couple thousand. But, you know, for the most part, they're fighting, like, you know, pretty evenly. Yeah. Like, they they yeah. all they have cavalry, they have infantry, they have cannons and stuff. It's also head-to-head. And it's, like, head-to-head, like, yeah. actual what we imagine as war, like, two armies converging. Yeah. The only war we've known is this kind of awful recon one million percent. <laughs> like we've got drones, we've got fucking napalm. you know napalm. We've got every tool mm. uh, at our disposal, yeah. and we're just eliminating fucking yeah. enemies like fucking bugs. You know, it's like yeah, it's insane. And it's crazy because it's not surprising that we think of war that way, right? You think of like movies, you think of like. Uh, video games and you always think well like it's them versus us right it's like a equal it's like a soccer match it's like a football match it's like yeah. a baseball match like it's it's even it's them versus us it's like same oh another thing there's rules everybody's assumed that there's like some kind of geneva convention which there they exist 
but they get easily ignored. They get easily sort of like either rented out of things uh, when it's convenient to certain people. Yeah. Uh, or they just get completely ignored. And when someone else does it, you know, that we don't happen to be allied with, that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole point of the UN after World War II yeah. was to like settle disputes in the UN yeah. and then they would vote like, is this war just? Is this yeah. not just? Like, is it reasonable? And the moment the UN was created and the fucking US started invading, you know, Korea and all these other countries and stuff, uh, the Soviet Union was like, whoa, veto, <laughs> veto this. Uh, not down with this. And so, and the US just did it anyway. So from yeah, the moment. Care. The moment the UN was formed, it was already like, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. And all right. Well, before we get too carried away, (laughs) before we get too carried away, uh, let's go ahead and just discuss a little bit what happened. Granted, like we said, this ongoing sort of war, if you like to call it that, invasion, colonialism, whatever you want to call it, imperialism, whatever. Capitalist expansion. Exactly. Um, This has been happening for hundreds of years, a hundred years, a hundred plus years, right? But uh, it recently struck up, I believe it was October 7th, uh, it recently struck up because of a, a attack that happened during a, what was it, a concert? I might be speaking out of term. I can't remember exactly when it started yeah. back in October, but it was sort of a, it re-sparked up problems that had been pretty much ongoing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll try our best to break them down uh, into the most... Easily explainable circumstances. Granted, this is a very big issue, and we are not going to do it justice, but we will try. <laughs> yeah, and you know, essentially, like the news will try and say, like, "Oh, it started October seventh. Yeah. The esc- the you know, tensions rose. rose it's like yeah. it's not a fucking movie. You know, it's yeah. like it's been ongoing, and so this is you know, I think the latest." Uh, was in 2019 there was a big bump off in violence but so this is just the latest one and you know Hamas struck out and is trying to you know assert itself so that the expansion stops so you know just just like any you know country and people who are are being overrun would do they're trying to you know do defensive actions and and stop the expansion into their land so that's that's how I see it. It's just like, you know, a strategic move, you know, by a group of people who are, you know, essentially about to lose their entire country. Yeah. You know, if you see those maps, it's like, so, you know, civilian casualties. Sure. It's like what war has happened where there wasn't civilian casualties, yeah. you know, but what's important is like, you know, the Western interests want to essentially take over the world, you know, and one way they do that is by creating these little colonial outposts, mm-hmm. you know, and they get, they tell us it's for religious reasons, you know, that there's this pr- old prophecy that, uh, right. you know, these people will return to this land. And so they'd say, yes, we believe this uh, religious spiritual prophecy, yeah. but really they want the oil. Mm-hmm. They want control of, uh, you know, even olive oil and, yeah. you know all the resources under the sun that this very fertile and productive area, you know, has. Yeah. Not to mention territory because it is an expansion that's leading into the Middle East. So it's, especially for the U.S., it's having a base in the heart of it all, right? Like it's territory. It's, 
It's the expansion of toy- territory. The best way we like to explain it sort of to ourselves and to people around us uh, from time to time because of the propaganda that we have is uh, the perfect example of uh, Native Americans, right? Native Americans were here and then uh, people from the from Europe came over Say they found a country. Right. It sort of started expanding because of uh, Manifest Destiny. Right. Right. Just as we see it now, in a hundred years, we're going to see how ridiculous the move of Israel into Palestine truly is. And if you think like, oh, you're reducing it to, the, you know, you're, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't you're know. Reduce, but, reducing it to pure, uh, like metaphysical stuff instead yeah of like i feel like a lot of times when it, the one rebuttal i hear to this sort of example which i think we think is a pretty dead-on example of what's happening because that is what colonial colonial is right sorry that is what colonial i got this i got this you got it that you is what it. colonialism is right the uh the overtaking of a place and sort of uh expanding through your own will Well, yeah it's like under the guise of yeah. like here it was manifest destiny you know, God told us to yeah. uh, come here, and this is our land got yeah. given by God. So that's the cover. Yeah, that's the cover. That's Perfect. the cover. Yes. yes. Then the real thing is, look how absolutely yes. rich uh, North America was. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, and, and still is in resources. Yeah. And who doesn't control any of those resources? Yeah. The Native Americans. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And also, granted, when we say war, everybody sort of thinks that everything has been fought through a gun. Or in my example, I always, when I think of war, I think of swords for some reason. But uh, people. That's the always, honorable. Yeah, that's the honorable <laughs> way to do it. But anyway, a lot of people will assume that this is just being done through bombs and guns and things like that. But actually, from what we've learned from the book is actually this thing has been going on through a lot of bureaucracy. You know, there's been a lot of letters. There's been a lot of movements. There's been a lot of sort of. Uh, uh, support through uh, what would they call it over there? Mandates. Mandates, yeah. right? So uh, mandates that pretty much neglected Palestinian uh, uh, voices. Yeah. And people were pretty much just making rules and making shit legal. Like, hey, we're gonna be kicking these people out of their houses. We're gonna be taking over the temples. We're gonna be taking over their squares. We're gonna be taking over the area. And the people in power allowed it for some fucking reason. And yeah. then the news didn't take it took years sometimes to even get to the people from Palestine. Right. And by that time, by the time that they got the news, two, three, uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, by the time they got the news, which wasn't by direct news, they had to hear from like a different country and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, it was too late for them to do anything about it. Well, yeah. Imagine yeah. like, you know, it's 18 you know 30 yeah and like somebody in new york writes some fucking mandate that like you know they're gonna create a state and and all the people are gonna be have to be evacuated from there Mm -hmm. and then like you know zoom into like the comanche or something like that it's just like what the fuck are you talking about i never heard this and it's just like but this is our land it's all it's illegal you know it's legitimate yeah yeah 100 and that's exactly what's happening pretty much or happened in israel and it's, I'm sure it's happening to this day, you know. Uh, people are still being kicked out of their houses. The uh, territory keeps expanding. And that's because it's all under the guise, especially for the U.N. and for places like the U.S. They love to claim, like, well, what, we're do- what they're doing is completely legal. They have the permits. It's pretty much what it is. Like, it's a yeah. shitty way to be like, right. oh, well, I'm, we're doing everything above board. I don't see a problem here. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really what happened on October 7th or 
in October is that because of social media, because of sort of uh, age of information that we live in, we started seeing the images, we started seeing the pictures and people started asking like, what the fuck is happening in Palestine? Like, why are babies getting fucking bombed, right? Yeah. Not to say that didn't come with misinformation. Uh, a lot of times we're hearing that uh, civilians in Israel were getting kidnapped or and like, murdered. you know, they said, oh, it's there's mass rapes. Oh, right, right. And yeah. OK, they couldn't they couldn't get one fucking uh, actual victim yeah. of rape on the Israeli side yeah. to come forward. And it's like and all their stuff is just like, oh, when I was getting uh, I, I looked down an alleyway and I saw yeah. this happening. So and, it's like, and it's like all these like. People who already have affiliations with like journalism and and political stuff, and they happen to be the ones. It's just yeah. like, okay, you know. Not to mention the people just wrong with the idea, right? Like, yeah. listen, if you're here, obviously, I mean, if rape occurred, that's terrible. No, of course, you know. Yeah, but course. it's like the propaganda that they use is is so sophisticated that yeah. it's like they do sell us on really terrible stuff yeah. to get that shock factor. Because you shock know. factor is all they have. Yeah. There's no other way to justify what's being done to the people in Palestine other than by giving us sort of like an example of either comparison or, well, they are, they've done this, which is much worse, which a lot of the times isn't even true, right? Yeah. Most of the times I would say isn't even true. But um, I feel like that's such an example of like where we are as far as the U.S. I feel like if you're here, obviously you know that the U.S., Big bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the shit that they're going to... Uh, belly, belly of the beast. Yeah, exactly. We're at the belly of the beast. So you know that if the U.S. supporting something, there's definitely some shady shit under it, right? And if you aren't aware of that, well, you know, here, here we are telling you that right. that's the way it is. And it sounds a little bit, like, exaggerated. It sounds like, oh, you're just, you know... Ah, there's so many examples of what people tend to tell me when I bring up shit like this, it's like, oh, you're ungrateful. Like, oh, you're just resentful. Like, oh, you're all these things. It's like, no, man. Like, just look at history. Look at anything that's ever happened. What side is the U.S. usually on? It's usually on the fucked up uh, colonialist side of things, imperialist side of things, capitalist side of things. Well, that's just know. who the the most dominant, you know, role usually is. It's yeah. like we, they had the English Empire. Yeah. You know, they said the sun never set on the English Empire, like, and they passed the baton to the U.S. Yeah. You yeah. know, especially World War One, World War Two. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. It's like, was Rome, was Rome mm. doing good uh, no. abroad? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Or was the French uh, <laughs> Empire doing good abroad? Yeah. Like, <laughs> was Japan uh, doing good abroad when they were the regional, like, yeah. You know, top dogs, like, what do you do in this system yeah. when you, you know, control all the means of production, you know? Mm -hmm. You're using the, that to crank out war machines, you know? You're using it to expand your control yeah. and your territory. Yeah, not to mention that, like, a lot of the history, right, is written by the victors or whatever you want to call it. Which is funny because a lot of times it isn't necessarily the victors as much as it is the people that hold on to the power. Right, because how many times have we lost and told our people that we won? Right? Yeah, like Vietnam or Korea. Well, or I'm things, starting to think now, like that, you know, like we can't, we can't actually win. You no, know, like no. we've we lost in Vietnam, we lost in Afghanistan. All we can do is just massacre civilians. But yeah, yeah. that hardens those, 
you know, civilians the ideology, yeah. and, you know, galvanizes everybody against. It's like we Watchmen. We you couldn't know? be Cuba. Like, yeah. Right. We couldn't, couldn't kill Castro. We couldn't kill Castro. We couldn't kill a fucking 500 times assassinated. Yeah. Couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't you know? do it. Couldn't do it. And, and all those rumors a you've heard. A tiny freaking nation on an island. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Kicked her ass. Yeah. Kicked her ass. And then again. But what did we say? We turned around and we said, like, well, actually, they've been neutralized. And actually, we, you know, the missile, Cuban Missile Crisis was completely averted. And we pat ourselves in the back and we're yeah. like, hey, listen, we did great. And we're going to continue to do great. And we are the best. We're number one, right? Like That is such the one thing that everybody always says. We're number one on what? Right? Like, number one in infant mortality. We're number one in, like, most uneducated per <laughs> first, world, uh, first world. You know? Right, like, it's right. just there is so much bad and then it's so just so it's so obvious and it's such an easy argument to sort of crumble down that the only people that are making that argument are the same people that aren't going to listen anyway. So why sort of spend the time, you know, and yeah. energy giving them reasons when they're going to be like, no, America, number one. You know, yeah. I feel like I confront that a lot. So when things like Israel and Palestine happen and uh, there's new incidents and there's clear footage of who's doing the atrocities. These people aren't going to agree with it because if you if they agree to that, then they have to agree that the U.S. isn't number one. Right. And it's really crazy because I think, you know, we do have, you know, certain luxuries. We can we can fucking talk like this. Yes. And, you know. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, we're not going to get, you know, busted in on and fucking murdered. But like, you know, for instance, in Ukraine, first thing, first thing Zelensky did, ban opposition parties, ban unions, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) ban religious freedom, like kick out the Russian Orthodox Church kind of stuff. Like, and so it's weird because like what, what the, the, you know, luxuries that we have here, like socially, yeah. are are almost allowed here because abroad we do the exact opposite. Yeah. You know, we side with the most, you know, repressive, you know, fascist fucking yeah. elements of these societies. Like, and it's it's weird how it works. I mean, that's a, that's the dialectical nature of things. You know, yeah. it's, I don't know. We, I love, I love living here. Yeah. You know, no, 100%. people fucking say, well, you know, you're not grateful or whatever, but it's like, no, I like living here. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a biological lottery. Yeah. Right. Being born within the U S is a, such a win. Yeah. Right. And, and it's not to say that we don't acknowledge that. It's just, it's not that we don't acknowledge that. It's just that we are aware of why that is, you know, why other people don't have that liberty. And it always ends up being the u.s yeah you know not to say that there isn't other freedoms or the similar freedoms in other parts of the world but in third world countries you know yeah. it's a lot of it is because of the u.s ever, or uh, western imperialism move to mexico you know what i think i would i feel like if i had the proper uh you know like job like yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know if i had enough money i feel like yeah I, I feel like i definitely would but then that sort of turns over more into like that <laughs> what do they call it the expat sort of world because granted i speak the language that's a weird world i speak the language and i have family over there and but part of me would be like oh yeah but then i'm just taking advantage of the fact that things are cheaper over there right right so it's like oh well that's kind of shitty yeah you (laughs) You know so i'm like a little 
minor yeah minor uh pmc <laughs> yeah. you know yeah that's really what it is like it's just fuck the, f- the pmc yeah <laughs> so that's really what it is because it's not like i haven't thought about it. especially when like living in the border and looking for someone to live right it's such a quick one to be like i could just go live in tj pay 900 dollars a month for a house and you know yeah i gotta cross the border but it yeah. might be worth it i know so many people that do it and to each their own you know but there is a certain sort of um you are being part of a bigger problem, which is pushing the people that are from those places away from affordable housing. It's just yeah. gentrification, you know, not to say that I don't do that here. Hell, I get paid a certain wage that other people don't. So if I move into a certain area, I might be pushing someone else out. You know, right. it's just sort of an ongoing problem. You know, I feel like especially with things like leftist and right ideas and all that sort of stuff, we can also be part of the problem. Yeah. Well, trying to change the problem, you know, I yeah. feel like that. I feel like a lot of people are like, no, I'm trying my best. I'm the best. And just yeah. virtual signal the fuck out of people. Right. It's like, no, acknowledge that you're part of the problem because those were the cars you've been dealt and then try to improve, you know, yeah. the, your surroundings. Don't just fucking ignore it. You know? Yeah. I think it's tricky with the gentrification because, yeah. you know, like. Yes, you know, fucking people moving into where the rent is cheaper is, you know, this... It's where you want to go. This, you know, it, it has a destructive force to it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, you know, of course that's true. And, like, a lot of time it's like, you know, there is people from uh, wealthier, mm-hmm. you know, backgrounds coming in and fully being like... Like, I remember by my sister's place in New York City, there was like a like this Canadian woman who came in and it was like mostly a black neighborhood and she came in and she opened up a bar and they served rosé in brown paper bags. <laughs> and it's like, uh, see, that's just fucked that's up. Just so, that's just fucked up. Yeah. You know, and that's like, you're changing the face of the neighborhood. You're also like, it's being insulting and yeah, like this yeah, terrible fucking thing. Or calling in because the neighbors are being too loud. Right. You know, the neighbors have been there for fucking 30 yeah. years, you know? I get, I feel like, yeah, maybe that's where the sort of the line is where you start to mold it, mold the neighborhood. But imagine you work your, a minimum wage job and you're just like, yeah. a fuck, I got to find a place. I'm trying to find a place. Like, that's, that's I think that there's those two get conflated. Yeah. Oh, like, for sure. Big 100%. time. And it's yeah. like, dude, I don't know. What the fuck? And they're both sort of the symptom of the same thing, which is like we we're not directing our anger the right way. Like when people get mad at the white person that moves in because they're complaining a lot when really we should be complaining. Yeah, that's at the, fucked up. They shouldn't do that. Yeah. At the landlord, that's, right. you know, uh, building up the prices and making yeah. other people from wealthier places move over because that's cheaper for them. Right. The right. person, the person versus person kind of stuff totally negates that there is this class of landlords who's pulling the strings in one area yes. and then flooding this area. And they're like, let's, you know, if you guys raise the rent over there, yeah. uh, they'll move here. And then this will, yeah. those people will have more money to spend at my restaurant. And they fucking do. They play us yeah. like, you know pawns on a chessboard like. yeah and they get away with it and then obviously these are people that don't live anywhere close to the fucking neighborhood so yeah. they're in their offices thinking great they hate each other that's fine i will 
they'll move out because they get upset, and then we'll just replace them with somebody else. Right. You know, I feel like it happens a lot. Like right now, in National City, it's there's like, like shock troops. Yeah. You know, there's like ten different new apartment complexes, and everywhere you drive in National City, you're like, "What the fuck? Where did that one go up? Where did that one go up?" You know. And every time you notice that they're nicer and nicer. Right. And I can see when I talk to people, uh, Machete, shout out to Machete. When you talk to people there, they're like, man, what the fuck? Like, so many more white people. <laughs> you yeah, know, you yeah. start seeing, noticing all these things and everybody likes to shit on on the individual, which, you know, whatever. Some people I mean, suck. Yeah, I completely understand. If they're personally, like, dicks yeah, and calling dicks, the yeah. and shit. But it's like, like I think, like, that anger, again, is just misdirected. Like, we got to be upset. Yeah, some of it is. Uh, at the realty groups and the fucking hedge funds. That are buying out these fucking places. Yeah, here's these and charging multi millionaires yeah. who are just yeah two know. grand for a fucking studio in National City because that makes fucking sense. So now yeah. the person that can't afford three thousand dollars in La Jolla has to move down to National City yeah. because they're saving a grand. And it's like again, not to justify, fuck them. But what I'm saying is that it's we have to be upset at the person that's creating that problem, not necessarily the person that's benefiting from it. You know, they're just a symptom to something bigger, right? Yeah, to yeah. corporate greed or individual greed, because there's some people that own it's, them. It's, it's not always a hedge fund, you know. Some people. It's a more suck. holistic view yeah. to, uh, you know, yeah. look at the landlords as these evil, exactly, you know, puppet masters. Yeah, you got to fix the sickness, <laughs> man. You can't just, you know, it's good to treat the it's symptoms. Or, it's organic to, uh, <laughs> yeah, hate the landlords. You know? Oh, for sure, for sure. Landlords <laughs> fucking suck. Get a real fucking job. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But it's just one of those things, and I feel like. Again, it's like, yes, but get that anger to yeah, something one, else. One step higher. It's yeah. like you're mad at your coworkers because yeah. they're not fucking, you know, working as much as you. Yeah. It's like, yeah. be mad at your boss. What <laughs> the fuck? For not paying you enough. You know? I feel like, and I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I have a pretty big fucking gripe on like tipping. Yeah. Because to me, it's like, listen, I think you should get paid a decent wage. Which is why I'm upset at tipping. Yeah, it's such a psychological, weird fucking thing. Yeah. And I worked at a restaurant, and yeah. the boss, you know, was like, these people didn't tip. They're such assholes. It's yeah. like, you're the one paying the yeah. minimum wage. Minimum it's wage because like, you can get away with it. Yeah. You know? Not to say that. But I was in the kitchen. I didn't even get tips. Yeah. You didn't get fucking tipped out? No, I don't know. I, I was like. Some places I do. Thought, I don't know that old places I do. thought I would, but I guess not. No. You got pennies? <laughs> I, got, I worked at Starbucks, and I'd I get like a dollar a day, a dollar 40 cents. It was hilarious. Yeah. In tips? In tips, yeah. I think I also Wait, worked how? like I worked like twenty four hours a, a week, so it wasn't. But exactly still, well. is there a tipping? I wasn't getting paid very well, <laughs> tipping wise. What the fuck? Yeah, I, it was random. But anyway, um, yeah. So we'll bring back sort of that same idea into like the Palestine issue. I feel like a lot of people's heads are in the right fucking place. Yes, we should be in awareness, and it's great that everybody keeps sharing shit online. I think that's super important. It's super strong. A lot of people. That, Amazing, really. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people that I would have never thought of are sharing sort of things, and I'm like, like violent things, you know, aggressive things, and I'm like, yo, this is fucking awesome. I didn't know you were that fucking cool. That's <laughs> great to fucking know. Also, other people are sharing anything, and it's like, oh, that's silent. Yeah, right. the silence is deafening, you know, right, like right. it's fucking aggressive. But with that, I feel like a lot of people get lost in the idea of like, fix it now, cease fire now, you know, and mm. I think that. We have to understand sort of the bigger issue before we claim just ceasefire. Because what is a ceasefire, right? It's just the stopping of current bombings, right? It's the stopping mm -hmm. of current warfare. But that doesn't uh, resolve anything. That doesn't bring us peace. That doesn't give Palestine back their territory. All it does is stops it. 
And I'm afraid that if that does happen, if we keep asking for ceasefire and it does happen, that if it happens long enough, people will eventually forget and Israel will just continue to do the yeah. same shit they've been doing for a hundred years. It's like And that's the, what I'm afraid of. The Palestinians have a right to fight all day. Yeah, hundred percent. But like, you know, ceasefire on the Israeli side because they're just they can't kill any of the actual fighters, yeah. you know, so they're just fully massacring civilians. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like a thousand to one. Like yeah. The, not the, fair at all. The fucking, uh, casualties yeah. on the Palestinian side. Like, I don't even know what it's up to now, but it's like it's in the tens or 20,000s or something. like that. And it that. keeps increasing or even more, you know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm not even sure, but the, like the Israeli military, which is supposed to be the most advanced military in the world, yeah. you know, can hardly penetrate because they, I don't know, they're not good at ground warfare. But I don't you think anyone these, is good at ground warfare. Well, I mean, the Hamas and the, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, call it the brigade, I forgot, Al Qassam brigades. Right. They've been but training in this have. area for, you know, yeah. You know, decades, yeah. and they're like super adept at guerrilla warfare and, mm. and urban warfare. Yeah. So, you know, even though the Israelis have these, you know, huge million dollar tanks, like yeah. they can't penetrate because yeah. a hardened force who really has something to lose, right? Like the Vietnamese, like the Afghans, like, yeah. you know, you're coming in. And these people are like, fuck you. Yeah. We don't want to go. Like, we have, you know, this is our, we're going to dedicate our lives to this. Right. Like, you can't beat that, yeah. you know? The willpower? The willpower. And so yeah. that's why they just, that's why the Israelis, with fucking our missiles that we give them, you know? Yeah. Just blow fucking civilians, like. Because that's all they got. That's all they got. That's all they got. So they, the same the problem that the U.S. Do. has, right? Like you were saying yeah. earlier, it's the same thing that the U.S. can only do is just bomb things, right? Just targeting civilians. It's and that creates the fucking disaster that's happening in Palestine. And usually, I think what happens is that they bomb en- enough that they think, well, they can't possibly keep going. Yeah. <laughs> they have to run out of people eventually. And it's like, well, no. Like, like you mentioned, they're just a lot more adept to sort of the situation that's happening. And they just keep moving forward. And the people that are... You know, the people that are dying are usually civilians on the Palestinian side. And that's truly the tragedy of it all. And which yeah. is why it's ridiculous that, like, the Geneva Conventions are just fucking completely ignored. And we're just sort of seeing it happen live. Again, I, I well, again, we haven't talked about this, but I keep mentioning, man, I can't watch those fucking videos. Like, it is mm. horrifying, yeah. you know? I'll watch the numbers and I'll watch the things happening uh, from, like, an outsider perspective. Like, just big picture things. But I can't watch those fucking videos, man. That shit's... I don't know. Hey, I'm glad people are sharing them, but that shit breaks my heart, you know? Yeah. And it's just, but it goes to show that that shit's out there. You know, if, what more proof do you need than those fucking those yeah. fucked up videos? Yeah. You know? I mean, definitely the shock of it has jolted Ooh. people. Watching a real time war. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I guess some people, some people, if this is, if this is your first, but it's weird though, because like, I know, I know somebody who was receiving the opposite, the mm. shock value of the opposite. Mm. And a lot of them were like, they said, oh, here's Hamas rolling through the streets, just mowing down people. And it was like, you know, these shaky videos. And, and yeah. he was very much on the terrorist, blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 blah,
and like we need to they need to kill every single one of them like they're blown mm. you know so the shock value is you know is a tool mm-hmm. to get people on the side but keep in mind there's shock value going on on the far right side too 100% and they they have their own fucking videos that they're sending so the shock the shock value videos don't give us uh, you know a true materialist understanding of the situation yeah, especially because yeah. I feel like they get caught on the same bubble. Yeah. You know, uh, of course, as someone from the left, I'm watching them because the people that I follow are sharing them. You and know what I mean? Let's fucking remember in Syria when they had the video evidence of the gas attack. I mean, not saying that the Palestinian videos are fake, but like these videos, like, yeah, you know, they could. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, what's really... I don't want to throw shit on the people who are you know, doing good journalism and getting these videos out, even though Israeli cut all the internet and stuff like, but I don't know. I'm just suspicious of, Mm -hmm. of videos like they're in Syria. These fucking right wing groups like moved bodies around and staged them and stuff. And this gas attack killed all these people, but then like they couldn't find any evidence of it. So, I mean, let's just, you know, even if you if you know, if you just want to boil it down, mm-hmm. look, who's extracting the wealth and benefiting from, you know, the destruction of the Palestinian people? Yeah, it's American multinational companies, it's Israeli companies, it's Western companies. You know, that's who's benefiting. Yeah, like Kuwait cu- Bono. <laughs> that's Latin. Real quick, I think I can. How's that? That's good. It's just fuck. Was that was no, that no, all no. fucked up? No, no, not the whole thing. It's just me, my OCD. You know. Yeah. We're not OCD. Ho- maybe hopefully, it's just my fucking my editor brain. Yeah, you've got a <laughs> you've got a. I gotta uh, put the uh, shit together. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get you no, off track. Uh, but I feel like the the thought was deadly. Um. Well. We'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah. 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 We are back, baby. It's we are back. Watch, watch out for videos. Yeah, it's like yeah, you, any kind of any kind of news, really. Like I feel like it's important. Of where is this coming from, right? For one, who's posting it, right? Where is it coming from, and what is it trying to say? Because a lot of times, again, that sort of shock thing, it happened a lot. Like during the beginning, uh, or not the beginning, but like um, October, when everything was sort of fresh for a lot of people. A lot of images was being shared as like Hamas bombing and is really yeah. just like an Israeli bomb yeah, yeah. going off in like a Palestinian town. And you're like, oh, shit. Like people are like, oh, look what the Hamas, the new man. What is it about those? Like, like, you know, or like the ISIS, just having that like name. People love having the yeah, name. Hezbollah. Yeah. Hamas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Al-Qaeda. Al- just, like, just having those like foreign sounding names. To sort of like your scapegoat, you know, like what's the fucking Hamas, you know, and just having those uh, words is so powerful for, for some people. And it's just such a big propaganda Yeah. that I feel like if you can, again, it's just fear mongering, right? Like if you can make them fear a word, make them fear a group, then you're like, well, those are clearly the fucking bad guys and we're clearly the good guys. So, you know, yeah. And it, it reached down to like uh, color, right? Like, I mean, it's. It racism at the end of the day because it's a foreign word, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's uh, because it, Israeli is Israel. You're like, oh, I know that word, I respect yeah. that word. Yeah. But you hear Hamas and you're like, oh, that sounds, yeah. that sounds like foreign. I can't fuck. Yeah. I can't fuck with that. You know. 
and it's just such a big part of sort of the uh, Western propaganda that it's uh, perpetuated. Yeah, these fucking often. words that are just like a salivate at these yeah. fucking words that are just like terrorists, Sound insurrection, bites. like yeah. you know, a lot of it is just fucking meaningless. You know, mm-hmm. it's like any revolutionary group by definition, is considered a terrorist, right? Right. And I feel like that doesn't get brought up enough. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because why? Because it's a group that is trying to overthrow the status quo and make a fucking difference, which to many sounds terrifying, but for many is, well, for one, what happened? I mean, the U.S. could have been considered a terrorist (laughs) to the British Empire, you know? I mean, they they proudly were terrorists. Yeah, the Mexicans, uh, yeah, Mexicans with Spain, uh, right? Like any other kind of revolution, like they're all terrorists. And so we have to push away from this fear mongering. Again, it's those words, man. It's just we're so, we get carried away with so much of the, like the heaviness of the words, you know, sometimes. And I feel like it's just counterproductive because... We're not doing proper research. As shitty as it sounds and annoying as it sounds, I hate to be the guy that says, do your own research. But it's like, if it seems too easy, you know, maybe look into it. Like, what the fuck is happening? You know? Yeah. What's really going on? And literally, I don't know. Just, it seems so clear to me because it's like. You know, you look into this stuff and it's like, okay, they're getting X amount of oil there. Right. You know, right. it's like, uh, what's a big Israeli industry is weapons, uh, you know, design and yeah. manufacture of, I don't know, manufacture, but definitely design. Yeah. I know they do a lot of that. And, you know, one of the benefits of having the Palestinians there is to test these new weapons so that they can sell right. them as battle tested, yeah. you know, kind of stuff. I, I know a while ago they were working on these things. Uh, lingering munitions which yeah. are basically just like a not ai but like smart like drones that mm-hmm. are just bombs and so they had the ability to just like float in the atmosphere oh, like way high up and then like if they got the green light just like just fucking drop. so they can have like all these fucking you know potential bombs in New the air just floating you yeah. know oh okay just waiting for the just go. waiting just waiting and yeah, so it's it's like look at the business, look at the yeah. material, look at the wealth. Yeah. You know. Well, speaking of wealth, who's I feel the like, poor people? Who's the rich people? Exactly. Like, what is Israel if not the biggest PMC coalition right. in the world? Right. What is PMC? Professional managerial class. It's a certain type of people that aren't necessarily the working class and aren't necessarily the bourgeois. They're more of a petit bourgeois, right? They're yeah. in the middle. They serve those with money and differentiate themselves from those without money. It's your quote unquote middle class. Okay. Right. Yeah. With like evil upper, undertone, upper middle class, upper middle, of like right. Controlling narrative, the narrative controlling like hip kind yeah. of fucking. And that's the sort know, of the big disparity. Like Silicon thing. Valley people. Exactly. And that's and the, Israel has like the highest percentage of those guys. PMCs. You exactly. Know, compared to their population. So yeah, exactly. So it's also another thing that sort of comes up in Western propaganda is that when they show Israel, they're showing clean streets. They're showing people with money. They're showing the McDonald's. They're showing the fucking Gucci stores. They're showing, you know, the nightlife and all these sort of things. And then when they move over to Palestine, what are they showing? They're showing ruins. They're showing people in sandals. They're showing people going to mosque, you know, they're what, or they're showing people without money pretty much. Right. And one of them has to be a certain color and the other one happens to be a and different like, color. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. You really just separated the managers 
from the work from class. the workers yeah and the thing is like all these palestinians have to get all these crazy fucking uh like cards yeah. to get or like ids and stuff and, and to be able to travel within to be able yeah. to travel through these checkpoints to yeah. go to where the to work for capital them. is to do the work or because, to buy any major thing yeah. yeah so look at look at how nations are like our border like yes. all these people are like i'm the capital is over there. I'm yeah. trying to get a piece of that capital. Yeah. Uh, I got to go through a border because, yeah. you know, they definitely want to keep the workers fucking oh, out. Yeah. It's like, and boom. It's yeah. like, it's like the, it's the big fucking sort of paradox of capitalism, right? Like you need your workers, but you also fucking want to yeah. shit on them as much as it's you like, can. Remember right? the saying, the other side of town. Yeah. It's like, that's where that comes from. Yeah. It's like, there's the people who do the dirty fucking work. Yeah. And here's the people who own everything yeah. and their jobs are a little nicer and this. Yeah. It's like And they deserve think more. Think of fucking because... we'd have shit transportation here, yeah. but they just built a new line to La fucking La Jolla. Why do you so think it that goes is? straight from San Ysidro yeah. to La Jolla to get like, workers over. To get those workers. Yeah. Like, it wasn't so you could go to the beach. It wasn't so you could meet, see La Jolla. It's to get workers from one side of town to the rich side of town. You know? Yeah. That's really what it is. And if you're thinking, they're not going to pay you enough to have your own car. Yeah. It's like, exactly. They're not. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. the city is subsidizing. Exactly. It. It's not like they're going to give you enough so you can actually get there on your own. It's like, right. no, 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 no. We'll do the bare minimum and provide some yeah. kind of shitty transportation that within a few years is going to be completely destroyed and yeah. useless. But hey, we tried. You know, yeah. like it'll help for a little bit. I feel like. A lot of times, you know, it's like, oh, look at the working class dude just always making it about class. It's like, yes, that's kind of the whole fucking point. It's always follow the money. You know, it's always about yeah. who's making more money than who, who's exploiting who and who benefits from who. Right. Like it's always the people that have the resources uh, and the workforce are being taken advantage of those who just happen to have the bigger weapon and. You yeah, know, distribution. And I you guess. can even look at the Palestinian thing strictly through class too. It's oh, like 100%. okay, who's the person working a wage job? Mm -hmm. Uh who's the one you know, garbage cooks, fucking yeah. uh, you know, the, the real working class people, it's the Palestinians. 100%. Who are the managers, the startup people, the fucking mm -hmm. you know, the owners of businesses? It's the Israelis. The real, like, fucking, yeah. So the real estate moguls. That's where the class consciousness comes into play. Oh, 100%. And, and there's, class you know, consciousness is always relevant. I feel like that's that's something that I always try to bring up with people when I talk about this sort of uh, things. Because it's like, oh, well, you're always looking at class solidarity or so, like class issues. It's like, well, yeah, because class revolves around everything, right? Like, I mean, class can even revolve around, like, religion, right? Like, the fact that religion will sometimes take advantage of those that have less to give to those who have more. It's like, yeah, class is always sort of involved in many, many struggles, yeah. you know? And is it the only struggle? No, I understand the societal struggles and things like that, but a lot of it comes from your material conditions, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, we have, it's, it's a byline throughout society. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like I work in agriculture. So, you know, clearly, you know, I have all the benefits of living in the U.S., but the physical job is the same as a somebody in Nigeria, oh, somebody in, yeah. you know, um, El Salvador. It's like the, the actual job, but what changes is the material conditions that you live in. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I don't have a leaky roof and, yeah. you know, I have a car that I can get to work. Yeah. So very fortunate there's uh, the labor laws. There's labor laws like 
but ultimately like your those those are your homies yeah those yeah, are your yeah. buds yeah. like that's the that's the connection mm-hmm. i mean more so than with you know imagine like the person that the, owns the farm <laughs> the person that owns the farm it's like <laughs> yeah. is richer than you yeah. richer than yeah. me you know it's what like, are they going to know about what you do yeah i don't yeah. connect with that person mm-hmm. i connect more with the person you know who's doing the same exact work that yeah, i do like exactly going through my same sort of struggles right yeah. i mean you know I, I wouldn't even compare my struggles but like at least at least there's an understanding mm-hmm. you know and a connection no, there it's like definitely and that goes uh, for like all working class right like i feel like that's that's why i feel like when people consider um the working class as one i feel like a lot of people like to differentiate themselves from the working class because they hope that they are above that right. you know there is a sort of stigma of like well i'm not working with my hands so i'm not really working class right or like i'm not right. producing anything so or i'm not creating anything or i'm not whatever you know and it's like no you're you're working class like you're being exploited whether you work at mcdonald's or you work at fucking yeah facebook you know yeah. what i mean like yeah it pays a little different and you might be more of a pmc depending on where you stand in that company <laughs> but like you know a dreaded pmc yeah exactly but exploitation is real and exploitation is happening one way or another and i feel like you have to align yourself within your working class because it is those that try to escape the working class that become the pmc the dreadful fucking the dreaded traders traders of the pmc right because they think they're good enough to be bourgeois but aren't exactly there right you know? and those are the one of the very many uh class <laughs> yeah. traders that we have and you know another thing about the pmc is because they control social media, you know, yeah. like we know about shadow banning and, yeah. and yeah, yeah. censorship of. So who's controlling that? The PMC is controlling that because they're of the working class and they were elevated or maybe they were never working class and they got a shoe in job or whatever. But yeah. they're saying to themselves like, oh, we don't want them to have that information. Yeah. You know, it's from a place of superiority. They're saying they can't, um, they can't handle it. They can't handle that. Like we need to just censor that, take that off the table mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Like, you know, so they're kind of these weird arbiters of our culture right mm-hmm. now. And it's like, we're not in control of it. It's like, because it's so social media driven, it's like, yeah. you know, Luckily, they haven't done a full crazy blackout on the Palestine issue, but no, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, and that's the sort of uh, it's yeah. sort of the ongoing fight. We feel like with a lot of the censorship because I feel like you do get to see a lot, but there is a lot that gets taken down, which just goes to show that they're sort of they're just kind of giving us crumbs to sort of yeah. appease us, knowing that if things were to get worse, you know, because yeah. it, it's all very like virtual signally. Yeah, at times. Um, not to say that we aren't trying, we're trying our best and we're doing our best, but like, yeah. I feel like it's still enough that the capitalists are like, well, let them have their fun. Yeah. They'll for, it'll blow over. They'll forget about it. Soon, yeah. You know? Yeah. And if this podcast doesn't get a hundred thousand views, we're getting shadow banned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. hundred percent. This is quality <laughs> content right here. And listen, I, we have a, <laughs> we have someone in our book club that likes to think that it's fucking all dead and that's why they let us <laughs> yeah because they know that we're never going to do anything about it but yeah. i like to believe that they're just getting gritty and allowing this shit to happen and it's going to bite them in the ass i yeah. firmly believe that i firmly believe that that the capitalists will sell us 
the rope we hang them with, you know? Yeah, I the truly, last capitalist we hang will be the one that sells us the rope. Exactly. I truly I think believe so. that. I truly believe that. But you could be a cynic and be like, nah, fuck it. They just, they got us by the balls. They you know? know they know they got us so bad that they'll give us, yeah. you know. Either way, I'm going to go down swinging. So yeah. here we are doing our doing our piece. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. That's Any, all you can do. I was going to say, anyway. Yeah. That's been an hour. Could you believe it's that? It's been an hour. Yeah. Well, 52 minutes, but. Time flies. Yeah, time flies. This was fun, man. I forgot how much fun this was. Yeah. And I will say this sober. Sober. We did this sober. Sober, yes. sober is a gopher. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a a coffee, coffee is a drug. It's a bit of a drug. Uh, yeah, it's fucking 8 o'clock or 7.30, and I, I had to have some coffee. Man. Yeah. You cannot not yeah. have coffee, especially when you got it so close. And I usually, if I'm early, <laughs> yeah. I usually try to pick something up. Like, why not? They were open late today. Well, I think it looked late, but they were closing at six. Closing at six. Is that not common? I don't know. Sometimes I roll over there and it's like five o'clock. Because sometimes for the book club, I mean, I'll have like a five thirty-ish drink. Yeah, and yeah. They're there. Oh, I remember. Yeah, because I yeah. tried to get one before book club one time, and they're like, "Oh, we're closed." Oh wow. Yeah. So I guess their schedule sort of differs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's gonna do it for us today. Uh, we're back, baby. We're back and we're strong. We're back. We're 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 gonna post. Yeah, I know we're gonna be. We we've, we've had a talk and we're <laughs> we're gonna try our best to keep uh, consistent as possible. Even know. if the content is crap, I think Content's, we should just content's content. It, content you know? equals crap, man. Like, yeah. come on, I think yeah. we just gotta put it out there and it's just it'll click with someone. You just gotta get out there. You gotta shake your stuff. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. You know, Listen, we if there's a bad one, don't tell us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Keep it to yourself. Keep it, to, keep it to you. I'll be honest, man. So. We every time we hang out, it's just this. So, yeah. so you know, it's not like we don't have shit to talk about. Honestly, I think we just stopped doing it in front of the camera. But I will say this: big things coming. We're gonna redo this whole sort of thing. Not the shop, I mean, but sort of the setup for us. We're gonna have a sick. We're gonna, we're gonna be have moving. a sick setup. Yeah, we're gonna be moving to the other corner of the shop. Yeah. Uh, but as always, make sure to check out Ray's Rarities at the back of the R Hub. Right here in Barrio Logan. Follow us at South of the Eight Pod at Instagram. Uh, anything you want to plug in? I already kind of already this. Um, here's a sick book I'm reading. Nice. Oh, actually, here's the book. Here's oh, the yeah, book yeah. we were talking about. Check it out. For Check sure. that book out. Yeah, it's a good book. Another book that's really cool. When Titans Clashed oh, yeah. about uh, the Soviet Union and how they Is that the one that you were defeated. talking to Shelby about? Um, uh, when we went camping? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And another sick book, which I haven't started yet, The Assassination of Julius Caesar, A People's nice. History of Ancient Rome. Oh, Michael Perenni. Michael nice. Perenni. I got to check that dog. out. Let me know when you finish it. I'll Big dog, Michael Perenni. I've been wanting to start reading uh, Black Shirts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perenni. Yeah. You got to. Yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a go to, isn't it? That's a freaking go to. I know. I know. If you, if, you, and it's like from what I've heard, if it's a great intro to sort of leftism and just the whole idea as a whole, it's just so clear. Yeah, yeah. when you get, it's like easier than getting into capital. I'll say that Marxism is just the study of what's really fucking going on. Yeah, and if you find somebody like Michael Parenti, who's kind of like a Marxist historian, mm-hmm. they're they're looking at the dollars and cents. They're mm-hmm. saying, okay, GM. How much money did they make selling to the Nazis? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking. How come the? How come we didn't learn that the concentration camps were 
directly tied to factories. Right. Um, and that and they the bottom were doing, line for the Nazis. Yeah, and yeah. how much money they made off of the labor of the Jews. Instead uh, of telling us that they were killed, you know, because torture. of their religion and, and this and that, which they were as well. Let's also talk about how they wanted cheap labor for yeah. their war effort, yeah. you know, and yeah, they for their just, industry. Like, they weren't all getting gassed at once, you know. It was about separating the those who could work from those who couldn't. The ones that couldn't were getting gassed and disposed of, but the people that were able to work were worked to the bone, you know, and they're completely yeah. exploited for the benefit of the party, but also the country as a whole, yeah. you know. And I feel like that, you're right, like those sense get lost in sort of the idea of it all. Not to mention that when the uh, Nazi party fell, uh, what did the U.S. do? They're like, hey, all the scientists, you know, with all this great yeah. intellect that were completely going against everything that quote unquote believed in. Why don't you go ahead and come over here and start NASA or start a yeah. pharmaceutical company and just yeah. fucking keep doing your trials on the hush hush, you know, and. We're just going to sort of ignore everything that's happened in the last few years, you know? And oh, why all for the bottom line? Again, chase the money, man. It's always about who's making money. Moral dilemmas aside, you know, it yeah. always comes down to who's making money. It's like the guiding rule, expand capital, yeah. acquire capital, yeah. expand capital. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's a whole, that's shit for a different episode. But again, <laughs> thank you for making it this far. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.